Hello, hello, hello. We're back. We are here, we are alive for it. It is Monday night and we have our dear friend, Kenan Dickens with us. That's me. Kenan is, Diff, how would you describe Kenan? Oof. Way to start off with an easy question. <laughs> <laughs> Kenan has lots of fans. When I told people Kenan was coming on our podcast, they were like, oh, Kenan, I love Kenan. Kenan so is that a should speak to the kind of person she is. Oh my gosh, I'm being so flattered. I was legit telling her as we were coming on that I have to keep my boyfriend's friends away from her if she ever like comes to hang out because they will just pounce on her. Oh, that sounded bad. Okay, you're right. <laughs> edit that. Edit that. Edit that out. No, we're leaving that. Their theological philosophies. No, they're all heathens. They're all heathens. <laughs> Kenan's a Kenan's an angel. They're the, she's the closest thing they'll come to heaven. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> how did we? How did you meet the two of us? Oh boy, bet you wait. Okay, so first time. Uh, okay, I'll start with you, Amanda. Um, let's see. So we were going on a very, very, very hot temperature bus, only made hotter by the presence of Amanda Cordero. False. <laughs> kind of digging right there. <laughs> we were going to. Uh, we were going uh, on a trip during uh, honors. Yeah, honors orientation, and. Um, and I, they had this like really cheesy thing where some really, really fazzy uh, student leader jumped at the front of the bus, had a microphone and said, okay, we're going to do dating. We're going to do like, you I know, remember this. yeah, like short term dating. So you had like a minute to get to know the person. And so I ended up sitting next to Amanda and they said, okay, if you had a superhero, what would it be? And, uh, and I was like, shoot, man. I was like, one, okay, I need to like remember this girl's name because uh, <laughs> she's super neat. Two, I'm going to say the nerdiest superhero I can think of because literally I've put way too much thought into this. <laughs> and I think I ended up saying something along the lines of like, I wish my superhero would, ability would be that I can make anything out of anything. Like if I needed to make an airplane out of grass, oh, I can make it, you know? Yeah, that's good. And uh, and it was like, I w but I went into like full out detail. Like I totally nerded out, which was good. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm 15 seconds in. She hasn't even answered. <laughs> so I flipped it over to you. You were super gracious and super excited and Sarah Amanda and then you're like oh by the way I'm like all the honors programs and I'm like you're gonna <laughs> die <laughs> I better get to know you now before you commit were you one of death. those triple threat people I was the triple threat person oh, and then 10 no. days in I was like I can't do this I'm not <laughs> as great as I think I am <laughs> so I quit two of the three no I only quit one of the three so yeah Bic I quit Bic yeah mm. but I kept it yeah so best of both worlds or four worlds whatever it is <laughs> yeah yeah. And how did you meet Tiff? I met Tiffany because one day I offered to give Jeff a ride. That's right. I was going to say mm -hmm. we were at the same orientation, but we never met until yeah, our junior, junior year. year. Yeah. yeah. And so I met you through several mutual um, friends, which is how I've begun to probably meet most of my friends. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, like, do you need a ride? Because like, our friend Jeff didn't have a car. And he's like, no, I'm going with Tiffany. And I'm like... <laughs> Wait, was this, Who's this the weekend we went to Hamilton? Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. no. This, know. Was, this, this was, was we went out to like ice cream or froyo or something. Boba. Was I there? It was Boba. We went out to Boba. Oh, was I was it? there. You were there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I yeah. remember this. And then I was like, oh, FBI mode. And then like <laughs> I, I ended up, <laughs> I was, I was like, Jeff is a safe person. Amanda's a safe person. She's gonna be great. But I ended up sitting next to you, and I realized we both had this like insane. No, no, no. You you surprised me. I was like, "Have you heard of Studio Ghibli?" Oh yes. And yeah. and I can't remember whether or not you were like you liked it or not. Or I what? do. You do. Okay. Well, I'm I'm a bad Asian in the sense that I like it, but I don't know a lot about it. Oh, like yeah. I I've seen the movies. I listen to the soundtracks in the background, yeah. but I can't like talk about it for yeah. for hours. Yeah. Well, I just remember sitting next to you and talking about Boba, and you just were so like calm and amanda introduced <laughs> introduced us as like kenan here's the asian version of you <laughs> yeah. did i really say that you did. Yeah. oh my days and the other funny thing is okay actually no the funnier thing is we actually met when we were both in high school yes yeah and unfortunately i'm so embarrassed about the fact that i don't remember this at all okay yeah i can i'll do a really quick rehash oh yes we have so, a mutual friend oh yeah we like okay so my best friend 
um, Ellie ended up being like your best friend mm-hmm. whenever she moved to Fort Worth in high school. Uh huh. For and it's really funny because not only did you refer to her as like the Asian version of me, but Ellie also referred to Tiffany. Really? Like uh, me, the Asian version of you, and you the or no, me the white, <laughs> the white, <laughs> me the white version. <laughs> I'm very much white. Um. Anyway, and so then I was like, wait, and then I ended up calling up Ellie, and I was like, do you know? She's like, yeah, I introduced you guys over Chick Fil A, like three years ago and I was yeah. like <gasps> <laughs> and then I was like Tiffany I don't know if you remember this yeah no I felt so bad because I remember I mean I can picture it in my head but yeah. I don't know if I'm making the memory from what you told me or if I actually remember it um but yes I thought very much the same of Kenan because like we hit it off so fast yeah we did and so well yeah so I was there for all of it <laughs> they're great everyone here is so great my heart is so full right now <laughs> Speaking about full hearts, we're going to talk about a topic that is very close to all of us. We are talking about friendship today, specifically friendships in college. And I think Tiff and I both chose Kenan because A, she's an ethereal goddess. Yes. (laughs) And B, because she is so good at like being really intentional and just like doing friendship really well. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yes, Kenan, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, before we hop into questions, Kenan, do you want to tell people, like, a little bit about yourself, what you do, what you like? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I forget that, you know, not everyone (laughs) knows us all. (laughs) All right. um, Hello. My name is Kenan, (laughs) and uh, and it's rather an interesting name. Um, People always assume I'm a guy if they read Mm -hmm. it, and they meet me, they're like, wow, you're so not a guy. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I'm a senior psychology major. And I'm um, from Texas, but still trying to figure out exactly where my Texas roots are since I don't always look like the image of Texas. So um, I, I love mean, reading. None of us here do. Yes. So, <laughs> I love reading and I love pranking people. And, um, and I really love saying, um, it's, it's probably not a very positive thing, but I love saying like the worst thing you can say. Um, at moments, especially to like, <laughs> especially to knock people off of like their like little white horse or like their comfort yes. stool. Like you say something, and all of a sudden they fall, and you're like, yes, <laughs> this is it right here. <laughs> when you have conversations with Ken- conversations with Kenan, you you are, you have to be focused. You have to be paying attention. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Thanks. Yes. Cool. We have questions, and uh, I'll let Amanda read verbatim what she texted me earlier this week. <laughs> number one. Uh, Tiffany texted me earlier this week and was like, do we have questions for Kenan? And I, (laughs) I verbatim wrote, how make friends. That's professional writing for (laughs) you. Yes, guys, I am a writing Concise to the point. (laughs) Kenan, how make friends. Make friends how? Um, Okay. Wait, actually, I think, I think maybe we should go back to another question that I asked later is like, tell us about your friendship journey in college. (laughs) And then from there we can jump off to how make friends. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Lord, please forgive me for I'm going to state the anagram real fast. (laughs) Um, So, okay. And it'll come into a context. So a little bit of, this will be really quick. I'm usually not very quick with talking. We have time. We're going to do it. Great. Um, okay, so before I came to Baylor, I actually, uh, prior to Baylor, I had been at the same high school for 11 years until I got to about midway through junior year, and I was like, I'm done with this. Hmm. And, and that's complicated, much long of a story. But it just needed a place for different kinds of opportunities to grow, and so I ended up moving to Fort Worth. So senior year of high school, like I was having whole new areas, whole new relationships, whole new like faith communities and just meeting all kinds of different kinds of people that I never had been able to kind of uh, be around. And uh, so I moved to like a highly populated area from a very rural area. So when I went to Baylor, I was like, man, I got this down. Like I already did this last year, like round two, let's go, you know, um, this is gonna be great. And, uh, and I came, and very much like a three, <laughs> I, uh, a lot of people got to know me, but they really never got to know me because mm-hmm. I had so many boundaries up. I was oh, yeah. so worried to let people in and figure out like how much I didn't believe I was worth being there. So for those of you, for, so for those who don't know what a three on the Enneagram is, how like would you me. like describe that? Yeah. Okay. So the common name for the Enneagram number three type is called the Achiever. And the achiever, like some popular types are like Oprah Winfrey, 
um, Taylor Swift. So people who like really know how to make an entrance and really know how to kind of project versions of themselves. But also within that, they're like very geared towards the future, but they also, um, let's see, let's, I'm trying to make it sound like, like they're not like cold hearted souls that only care about their images. There's so much more to it. Um, <laughs> But like they also are like really good at at being intentional. Like they are mm-hmm. really good at like considering, okay, we have a goal. How do we how do we progress through this really really well? And how do we do it so other people also get involved? And I think that that's a really cool way that threes operate. So freshman year, so, okay. So freshman year, I was jumping into this honors thing, and I was just oh man, like I had it kind of all wrong. But I wanted I wanted to make really really real friendships and. And I wanted them to be solid ones. Like I knew I'm going to be around people that think differently. And that was so enthralling and exciting to me. Um, But I just didn't know how to like be vulnerable and do that at the same time. So freshman year was like, I feel like it was this process of like setting myself in a roller coaster with no straps. Mm -hmm. um, While still trying to sound and be like, I was completely fine. You know, that whole like, yeah, no, I'm totally great. I'm a freshman and my brains are on the sidewalk <laughs> right over there and yeah no I'm perfectly fine oh and that outline totally done not mm-hmm. um so yeah so that was a really weird start but it was really cool because in the midst of that like I was meeting some of the people that I'm the closest to now mm-hmm. and the really cool part was like I met like very specific, mm, specific people like you Amanda and then like other friends like Caitlin and Clara and other people I began to like really love later I like made these really awesome firm friendship like I don't know like you just like really stuck and they stuck and then I didn't get to talk to them for like a year or so because college is crazy um but even like a year later not having really talked to them at all we just like literally picked it right back up Mm -hmm. and then those are probably the most solid friendships I've had here at Baylor and so how that's evolved is like literally that ongoing process of being okay with being seen and being okay with being heard and being okay with not being perfect all the time and being okay with being like, yeah, my friends can see the rockier sides of me. Um, and, and to be quite frank, like I'm still learning how to do that. And to be quite frank, I'm still like not doing that very well. <laughs> no, I feel that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So how the evolving process has been from like this very like idealistic, like what do I want friendships to look like? Um, to learning that like, you don't have high moments every single time you have a friendship like you're gonna have some kind of awkward silences and then you're gonna have some other times where you have the perfect kind of silence that you've been waiting for for months Mm -hmm. to have Mm -hmm. with somebody like where you're both comfortable enough to not say anything Mm -hmm. or you're both comfortable enough to like really drop something big Mm -hmm. and then like you're looking at it like are they gonna run away now (laughs) like and it's been so cool um and I've been so blessed to have such great friends who are just like, yeah, I want to take it. And I'm like, but I'm the one who always holds everybody's stuff. They're like, yeah, but you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. And I, and me having to hold that truth and be like, oh, maybe that's why I've had so many problems. Oh with gosh, like I relate this. to this so much. <laughs> I'm like, why am I not okay with someone else holding this stuff? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And, and it's been such an interesting, like dichotomous experience of having friends being like, oh my gosh, like, and, and me not like I'll, I'll finish the sentence but then be like oh my gosh like you're such like a warrior like you're a amazon <laughs> like like spirit woman and then i'm just like oh and and me getting to be the most vulnerable and feeling the most weak mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then them being like you're the most like you're powerful like just reiterating everything ethereal goddess <laughs> <laughs> which which i like haven't held myself with for so long mm-hmm. and so it's been so cool to like allow myself to be like I can accept this from my friends Mm -hmm. like they are wise this is why we're friends yeah and I should listen to them and but I must also be humbled but I can listen to them um yeah that's so good Amanda's wildly gesturing at the screen and I have no idea what she means oh okay so I I want to go back to something that you said earlier about like vulnerability and opening up and being okay with being seen and heard like what did that process look like to you I guess of like having to <coughs> surrender like these masks or um, I guess this perception you had of yourself of being I guess in perfect oh, man okay so honestly it came down 
um, to this point, it was sophomore year, and sophomore year had been the worst. Um, and it had retweet. <laughs> not not the worst because of like classes. Like sure, those are bad, but like you know, all of us had gone through some really pretty crazy communally um, devastating experiences. And um, and I had this point where like I was literally to the point of bursting. I was anxious, wasn't sleeping. Uh, I was taking a lot of hours and everything was very stressful and I just wasn't opening up to anybody. Mm -hmm. And it was my second semester in the honors uh, college, like residential college. And so I was still in the point of like building up trust with people. And uh, and I just, I began to ask and I was like, I began to pray. And I was like, one day I was, I was at a Bible study, uh, totally random. I had this, yeah, totally random. And I was just I'm like, Lord, like, what is up with this? Like, I am so done um, and I'm exhausted and I can't get any relief. Uh, what's up with this? And and he just said, like, you need to you need to talk with Adriana. Oh, you need to talk with Adriana. She was an upperclassman. She was a mentor. And I was like, OK, you mean like about stuff? And he's like, no, you need to like really talk with her. And I was like, shoot, she's never going to see me the way again. Like, she is so pure. And then she'll realize like how like I'm pure and like unperfect I am and and he just was like so and I was like (laughs) (laughs) and the funniest thing was like through working on obeying I was like literally am I either gonna obey or I'm gonna hit rock and I'm gonna be I'm gonna have to like I'm gonna have to quit school like it was it was that point which was so not me so as the achiever nobody knew anything that was going Mm on Mm -hmm. um they thought I was like high out in the sky and I was like you guys have no idea (laughs) Um, it's been horrible. In your head and then in, out of your mouth is like, like my head. Head. nothing ever came out yep. ever until literally it exploded. Um, <laughs> and I exploded all over my beautiful roommate, Heather. Oh and, my <laughs> and she and I were both crying and I'm like, what are these things coming out of my eyes? And, um, I'm, I'm, I, you know. I think it might be human. I think I might be, like, not a robot. Like, what (laughs) is Um, And so it just was like, oh, wow, we both have similar stories. And, oh, wow, we both have struggled with similar things. And and she just was there to be like, you know, it's okay. And I was like, but is it? She's like, yeah, it's okay. And I was like, I don't know if it is. She's like, okay. And I'm like. Gosh dang it. <laughs> no, I like Heather's so good with just oh being straight up with yeah. you and being unfazed. Yeah. 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 She she will go she will like she will stick her hands straight through the bucket of shit <laughs> and be like, No, nah, I'm here to stay yeah. and you're like, I can't scare you away and she's like, Nope. I'm like, okay. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um and it by the time I actually began to like I went back to tell Adriana what I need to tell her, I was only like bouncing off the walls. Like I was so fine because through being vulnerable with Heather, mm-hmm. like letting all that out, you know, all the gross stuff I had to explode on her. Um, it was so freeing. And by the time I was like, Hey, I'm just, I'm like telling Adrian, I'm like, I'm just telling you this because like the Lord told me to do it and I'm being obedient. But like, I feel great. Mm-hmm. And she was like, awesome. I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay. I'm like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, I totally forgot what the question was now. That was the question. Yes, that the was arc the of the vulnerability arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess just like literally letting your friends into like the worst parts of yourself and mm-hmm. realizing, oh my gosh, we have so many more similarities and nobody ever talks about. Mm-hmm. You know, we have so many different kinds of dirt and uh, and realizing, wow, my dirt looks a lot like your dirt. Mm-hmm. Let's put our dirt together and <laughs> shove it out the door. Yeah. <laughs> Build a castle out of it. <laughs> So as a follow-up to that, how did you see your friendships change? Like, before you had this realization of vulnerability, like, did you interact differently with your friends? Obviously, you're with, more open with them, but mm-hmm. even when you meet new people, like, yeah. did that change how you interacted yeah. with them? You know, I can say it was such a visceral response. Hmm. Like, oh, it was so interesting. Like, before, um, I, wouldn't wanna, I wouldn't want people to touch me, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like, like... physically touch. Yeah, they couldn't physically touch me. It was such a like it was such like a psychological cognitive gone physical experience mm. because I was like, no, like if you touch me, like I feel like I'm literally just going to like ink on you, you mm-hmm. know, like you're going to walk away and you're going to be affected um, without even knowing, you know, and, and it was really rough because at the time, like I was trying to establish like better friendships in the honors residential college and 
and literally I'd been like working to get to that point and by the time I finally got to that point I felt like I was gonna stain you know people in the community if they got too close which again is like such a lie such and such a such lie such a massive lie such yeah. a massive lie and um and like after that I was like whoa I can actually like give stuff to people mm-hmm. um and it was really interesting because in the midst of that mm-hmm. really weird turbulent space where I was like kind of coming back to a sense of normality after I was vulnerable with my roommate Heather uh we actually we went on a trip to Guatemala and um and there I asked the Lord I was like what's the big thing and he says, I just want you to practice being, like, I want you to practice showing initiative with people. And I realized. Showing what? Initiative. Okay. Yeah, okay, showing yeah. initiative, like, initiating relationship and conversation. And I realized, wow, this is really hard. Like, and this is, like, second nature to me. Because mm-hmm. as a three, <laughs> I should be able to walk into a room yeah. and pick up conversation with anybody, no matter where they come from or who they are. Like, I'm going to find some sense of connection. Threes are very charming. Oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they tend to hide behind their charm. You wouldn't know. I do. Okay. <laughs> I am also a three. In, in both the positive <laughs> light of being very charming, but also the negative light of being very able to hide behind it. Um, and so at that point, it was really interesting seeing like, wow, I was freed of this. Um, and I began to become more physically open. Like I would initiate physical contact where it was healthy to do so, you know, like where they wanted to. Um, don't get any dirty ideas. This is hugs, <laughs> hugs and high fives, folks. <laughs> hugs and high fives. Um, and so it, it was so interesting. And I think I really learned a lot from that point because it gave me a way to kind of diagnose and understand, okay, when is the point whenever shame has become, like, too strong? You know, mm-hmm. when is the point when shame has become really focused in my life is whenever I begin to experience how do I physically connect with other people? Mm-hmm. Am I keeping my distance because I feel like I'm going to taint them? Mm-hmm. Or am I like, am I, do I feel free to like share with them joy? Um, do I feel free to like literally let my physical uh, emulate my inner where I'm relaxed, you know, I'm not closed off. Like I'm not like sitting there with my arms and legs crossed mm-hmm. um, because like I know I can do so much more than just be a bundled up stress bubble which i unfortunately kind of naturally bend towards Mm -hmm. so yeah very oh such a good answer thank you if you guys haven't watched the ted talk with brene brown oh my gosh i love that woman yes such a big vulnerability and shame we'll link it in our uh info box (laughs) that's so interesting like what you said about like (coughs) how your internal like well-being was made manifest by like your external like interactions with people Mm -hmm. and like when you were talking about that I like realized that in a lot of the same vein like I'm the same way Mm -hmm. and that I like almost like I'm really good with people but I'm really good with people in a very like controlled like setting where like (laughs) I I like knowing that everyone likes me and I like knowing that I can win everyone over but what happens when I can't Mm -hmm. and like that mentality gets like so like exhausting and so destructive Mm -hmm. that I find myself a lot of times like craving like alone time or like going away from people because I just need like space where I don't have to like put up like fronts or like masks or whatever Mm -hmm. yes and I like just having like conversations the past few weeks or so just realizing that there's like actually very few people I can be like a hundred percent real with and I had no idea that that like internal like mindset was made it like was manifested through Mm -hmm. like my external like actions and like when you were talking about that I was like I was vibing with you (laughs) there yeah oh yeah oh my days okay it's getting real here you guys (laughs) we invited the right person (laughs) oh my gosh oh my gosh so kenan i guess like you seem like you're like on this like journey of like not only making friends but having really great sustained friendships (laughs) the initial question we'll go back to that is how make friends kenan how make (laughs) friends yes okay um so first off, I want to I wanna preface this with, like, um, many people who know me don't realize, like, I'm actually, like, a pretty shy person. What? <laughs> I know, I know. And I told someone the other day, and they're like, no, nah, get out. That's crap. I and I was it. like, yeah. And they're like, no, 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 I don't oh, believe you. Oh, it's getting bashful. It's getting bashful. We've just got so good at it. We're <laughs> so good at seeming like we're not. <laughs> I know. Like, honestly, I'm like, oh, this is what I know, like. 
I'm not a faker, but I can do it real but well. But the worst <laughs> is when you run into someone who sees right through it, and oh, then you just yes. freeze. You yeah. know what? I do. But honestly, like, some of my closest friends, like, like one of my friends, she's able to, like, she sees it. Every mm-hmm. time I try to come in, she's like, don't push that crap with me. And I'm like, <laughs> which one is this? This is Caitlin. Oh, yeah. And I was like, the Lord has gifted you with too much of a perceptive, perceptive muscle, and I wish it would just go atrophy a little bit while I'm around. Like... Here are some steroids. I hope it eventually dies. No, I'm kidding. Oh my That's days. not true at all. Those she, are the friends we need. Yes. She, she doesn't let me, uh, she keeps me accountable, which mm-hmm. I love. And honestly, I need so many more friends like that, uh, which is probably how like I kind of sift through like close friends is I'm like able to say like, okay, you know, you don't realize you're being tested right now, but can you see through all this? Mm-hmm. Um, but naturally, like those are kind of like, I think of that as like the picture of like, you have like a couple people who are like really close, who really understand you. And then you have your other people like you love to be around and you socially associate with. And then from there, you know, your pools of connection kind of get bigger and bigger. Um, so how make friends? <laughs> how make friends? How make friends? Question of the day. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. That was a very Can show. this be the title of our how make friends episode? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay. So I would say... How I've done it in the past and how I, I aim to do it, literally my whole time here at Baylor, was literally just say, and this is just kind of my personality, I'm like, okay, what's the hard, what's the hardest thing to do? Um, and then just go push that, punch that hardest thing in the face. Hmm. And usually, uh, sorry, it's very physical. No, here. I love this. I'm so <laughs> alive for this right now. So usually it would be like, what's the person I probably had the least, like, least, you know, connection with, like, hmm. least similarity hmm. with? And I would say, if I can go make friends with that person, then I can make friends with anybody. And so you wow. kind of you have like your little wow. shy voice kind of rear its head, and you're like, shut up, you know, and you like push it back. Um, and then the achiever part of you is like, yeah. I'll show you. I like, will win I'll. them over. <laughs> but like, this is a challenge, you know, <laughs> like best way for me to kind of goad myself into getting to mm. connect with more mm. people. And so I just walk over, um, and you know silence the little voices and just swallow them and say hey what's your name you know just mm-hmm. and just make honestly kind of come off as kind of goofy because who can't love a goofy person and then yeah. they realize oh you're really like you are goofy but you're not like dumb goofy yeah um, <laughs> and um and so i guess just from there like you look to gain you know it's, it's this pretty this is pretty you know junior novice kind of stuff like you mm. just look to make connection you look to mm-hmm. find similarity um, but to make those really, really lasting kinds of friendships, I try to go for, okay, what are you most passionate about? And like really kick it into there because you can make, uh, you can make your kind of like frenzy, you know, kind of people any day. But if you really get to kick them, sorry, <laughs> if you get to really kick them in the like passion balls, but it's <laughs> in a great yes. way. Do not edit this out. <laughs> this is so good. Do not edit this out. <laughs> Absolutely will not. You push, you just kind of like kick him in the passion balls and you're just like whoa and then they're like whoa and they're like did you feel that they're like yeah, yeah. and i'm like good okay and then bring him to their knees kevin <laughs> bring him to their knees <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and then like and then you never know what'll happen after that and i will say the only way i can say it because i'm not honestly like good with words is just it's like colors like colors everywhere and then you see them and you guys make eye contact they're just like sup and you're like sup and they're like oh yeah and you're like yep and then you just like yep. have the randomest conversation about yeah. like studio ghibli mm-hmm. and the importance of art and culture and its depiction in everyday media yep or upon first meeting exactly mm-hmm. yeah and i would say that some of the best friends i've made were people who i could just literally just throw out the most random weirdest questions and they were able to run with it mm-hmm. and and those are probably some of the funnest wonderful people i've made um so yeah oh man that was like head on <laughs> you, i want to weep like, level 20 <laughs> i want <thousand>. to weep <laughs> no yes that's amazing and i think that's a lot so of times for shy people we eventually i spent like a lot of time in school wishing that people would do that to me and then the day i realized because i would always admire people who could just walk up to someone and be like hey what's your name and they would do that to me and i'd be like wow this feels really good and then for one day it just clicked i was like the only thing keeping me from being this person is walking up to someone and asking their name mm-hmm. yeah so you make that switch and that that's turnaround awesome. and then yes yeah. yeah now i always like i have i always have this like weird friendship pickup line <laughs> where i go like hey 
do I know you? And they'll go, no. And I'll be like, we can fix that. I'm Amanda. <laughs> and they go, oh, <laughs> I'm... And then they turn around and just start running. No, that There's was a joke. more than multiple people who have. When I asked yes. them, oh, how do you know Amanda? They're like, well, she just kind of came up to me one day. <laughs> no, I can totally second that. I do that all the time. Like, they're like Amanda Cordero, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, how do you know her? They're like, she's like popped out of nowhere, yep. wouldn't stop talking to me. Yep. I'm like, sounds all right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about the same person. <laughs> oh, So I have a follow-up question mm -hmm. to what you just said so beautifully when you're making friends i guess how do you get over like this idea that people perceive you a certain way because i think mm. that's something that i really struggled with <laughs> and especially like the last year or so was just like i can't be friends with this person in a really vulnerable way because they perceive mm -hmm. me as someone who's like goofy and as mm -hmm. someone who's like immature when like yeah like superficially i mm -hmm. am those things mm -hmm. but i also think really deeply about yeah yeah and that's I always have like a hard time like getting there because I have this idea that people perceive me a certain way yeah dang have you been talking to my shrink um, <laughs> oh dang it um yeah no I'll be frank and I think this is honestly like that's a great question because I feel like we're gonna be um and everybody at some level will be dealing with that question for the rest of their lives Mm -hmm. um, because at every like kind of phase of their lives they're changing roles or they're shifting in some degree and uh, and that's just something you kind of really have to come to terms with. I think I think there's two bits to it. There's the active actions, like so the active, like proactive actions you take, and then there's the passive actions you take. Sometimes the ones you don't realize you're taking, mm. like, you know, unconscious. Um, so the ones that are very much consciously taken are whenever you begin to realize somebody sees you um, as this very specific way. And I think. Um, for a long time, and things I still catch in myself now, you know, I'm still growing. For a long time, I would I would defend that, you know, like they think I'm, they think I'm this great leader, or they think mm. I'm this great like, competent person, um, and I would just kind of I would seek to like make sure that didn't change. Mm -hmm. um, and then I realized, wow, that's really exhausting. Mm -hmm. You know, like <laughs> in many ways, it's you know you definitely want to maintain that when you're you know working to get hired somewhere or you're working to like get an internship or you know talking to your professor um but even then sometimes i feel like you really make so much more of a connection when you realize man i'm a human mm -hmm. and one of the lovely parts and you know hard to swallow parts about being a human is that yeah like i mess up every single day and uh and one of the coolest parts about being human is you get to learn how to cope with that you know mm -hmm. you get to learn how to respond um to being imperfect and uh and i've had such good people to like show me how wonderful they are at being imperfect um and still yet being amazing people mm -hmm. like such wonderful professors and such wonderful upperclassmen mentors and such wonderful you know lower underclassmen mentors so that's the active part is like seeing and defending you know what image they hold of you but eventually you realize that's probably not that healthy mm -hmm. um the other active part of it that is more of a healthy condition is saying if someone's like whoa like you're this be like hey you know here's here's a real thing like i totally messed up today mm -hmm. um i think i began to realize this really closely <laughs> a funny way this is a short story the context my church is in love with the Enneagram. My pastor references it almost hmm. every single week. And most of my church is made up of Truett students, uh, <laughs> seminary students, who made up of seminary students who study the Enneagram all the time. And they have really? required courses in it. Really? Um, so interesting. I know, it's very interesting. So my small group, we, were, we went out to lunch one day. And I have, I'm surrounded by like all these adults because I'm like the youngest in this group because I just ended up you know connecting with these 45 year old somethings and um and they just begin to step into literally the most intimate parts themselves saying like what is your healthiness or unhealthiness on the enneagram right now <laughs> which if you don't know much about it there are nine stages of healthy to unhealthy and right in the middle is like you're an average healthiness and they began to just like tell off how unhealthy or healthy they were and I'll be frank, like some of them were like, yeah, like I'm like really low on the healthy, like right now. And and I just was sitting there like, oh my gosh, like I can't share this with you guys. Like mm -hmm. I've known you, I've mm -hmm. known you for nearly like four months. And I still feel like strangers. 
And this one woman looks at me and she's like, you irritate me. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're joking. And as a three, you know, you're, as a three, you're like, oh my gosh, like someone doesn't <laughs> like me. She's like, yeah. And I'm like, why? And she's like, because you always seem so perfect. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? And I began to realize, oh my gosh, yeah, no, I, I tried to maintain that image mm -hmm. unconsciously for so long. And then I was like, well, let me like let you into the life of how imperfect I am. And I'm just going to label stuff. And I was like, I didn't study for this test. And I took <laughs> it and I totally bobbed it. Like, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And I was like, please no. Like, and anyway, so it just, it was the weirdest because I began to realize, wow, I really was saving face. And mm -hmm. this was a group of people who were the most accepting mm. and diverse and enthralling, just like, just interesting group because they were from all different age groups, different like young professionals to married, to young married, to divorced, to almost married, but definitely cut that off because it wasn't healthy. <laughs> all kinds to, you know, middle-aged, never ever consider getting married to mm. kinds of people. So I keep on talking about marriage. What do you think is on my mind right now? Um, <laughs> That's, come back for the next episode. Come back for the next episode, folks. <laughs> just kidding. Um, so anyway, just that is the easiest way to kind of describe their age groups is just that point in which they've taken that mm -hmm. step. And I was like, and I, I realized being known, it was hard for me. Truly known truly known yeah it was hard for me to step into a room of such diverse people hmm. where i was unconsciously trying to fit myself into each of their designated expectations mm -hmm. and so i was it was like it was like multi-personality disorder you know like where you're trying to fit into each of their like expected roles from oh my you. gosh amanda and i couldn't be nodding any harder i'm <laughs> dying keep I'm going better. keep going keep preaching go keep the preaching. only reason i'm not nodding is because i'll fall out of this chair and and it, I was, and it, it's weird because now I'm the only undergraduate in this group of wonderful, like, social justice-minded individuals who are, like, so ready to pull out all their dirty laundry. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. And, and I realized what happened whenever there were too many roles for me to fill, uh, I just got silent. Mm -hmm. And I would be silent and I wouldn't let any parts of me show. And mm -hmm. I just went straight Spock mode, you know, no yes. emotions. <laughs> yes. Which, which is my automatic because before I began to have a healthier concept of emotion and emotional expression, I would just totally, you know, like throw everything into the academic box mm -hmm. and I would just respond to X and Y as Z has always permitted it to be responded to if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's been such a transformation looking at her being like, I'm so frustrated at you. And I was like, why ever? Why? <laughs> and so it's been interesting since then. Um, I've learned and I'm, I've, I've specifically with a couple different group been like, wow, okay, yeah, you guys don't know how I feel this week. Let me just like pull out mm -hmm. this disgusting mm -hmm. thing and show it to you. And it's been the coolest thing. Um, Spock mode is not a good mode. No, I yeah. so totally agree because I'm exactly the same mm -hmm. way. And I mean, I don't realize how much it holds me back because the only reason I don't bring it up in conversation is because yeah. I don't want to admit I have that problem. Yeah. And so when you take it out and pull it out and show it um, exactly like that lets you tackle it. And yeah, people mm -hmm. have said exactly the same thing to mm -hmm. me. I'm sure they still say exactly mm -hmm. the same thing to me. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. When I was at, I studied abroad last semester and I was at my lowest I know, I always like, I always say that, like, oh yeah, I started abroad last semester. Hey, roll that. Uh, <laughs> so good. Yeah, I was, so I was like in a new place with like new people, and I, like, my personality is like to make friends. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I was at my lowest when I was just trying to please everyone left and right, and I was trying to be like this girl that like different people saw me as. So I was like trying to be the cool, hip, like, party girl who like drank and that was miserable especially the morning after <laughs> and then I was trying to be like oh like the good like girlfriend who like everyone like liked and like respected and then I was trying to be like the good like Christian girl that like was really good about like going to mass and stuff I wasn't I'm not Catholic, I'm feeling exhausted just yes. listening to you it yeah. was awful it would literally be like 
I would like switch 24 hours, like mm-hmm. within 24 hours, because I'd like, yeah, I'd like go out like on Saturday night, and then yeah. the next morning I'd be like at church, like sit at mass, and it'd be like ridiculous. And then I would like, yeah, it was just, it was so awful to mm-hmm. just like keep playing into like these roles or whatever. And I think I like hit my breaking point like at the end of like November, early December, when I was just like, I. Like, yeah, like, one of my friends, like, called me out and was just like, yeah, like, I see you and, like, this isn't who you are. Mm -hmm. And I see how exhausted you are. And that, yeah, I guess, like, that is a sign of, like, a really good friend, like, someone who's so perceptive that they see, like, the ways in which, like, you're a chameleon, Mm -hmm. you know? I guess that's, like, Heather (laughs) and, like, Caitlin to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, you have to be relatable. I think that was one arc I discovered. I think sophomore year, I was doing some program for Academic Welcome Week. Mm-hmm. And then I it was for all the chemistry and biochemistry majors. And it was kind of like a how-to um, from the ambassadors of the department, what to do first week. And I think I tried to come off like, I know what I'm doing. I'm here to help you. Um, these are what Ooh. things to do. And then uh, you could tell like they were disinterested. They didn't connect. And then junior year, no, 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 that was junior year. Senior year, oh, I honestly don't remember what year. And then the, the next year, year after that. It was like, I have failed a test. I have almost failed a class. I have da 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 all these things. And then that is what captivated the audience because they're like, you're real. You've gone through this. I can come talk to you. So mm-hmm. I think that was a big arc for me, exactly like you were saying, oh, from putting yeah. up that front yeah. of, or like wanting everyone to think that I'm perfect. It's just like when people ask you, how's your thesis going? Oh! <laughs> and you're like, it's going when in one. reality I haven't <laughs> touched. I haven't opened that word doc. Today, I saw my thesis director, and I definitely, like, swerved (laughs) and just looked at my phone and avoided eye contact. And I'm pretty sure he saw me. I am so sorry. I will get those documents to you by the end of the week, sir. You know what's funny, though? Like, I've seen your thesis advisor, and I've swerved. I'm like, oh, my gosh, Amanda's so behind right now. (laughs) It's so bad. It's so bad. (laughs) I love you. Oh, thanks. No, and I... I just, I, like, read this thing the other day where um, Stanford has, like, all their freshmen, like, write an essay about, like, their biggest failure mm-hmm. because everyone there, like, goes into, like, this really, like, high-achieving school and they all see, I'm assuming they all see each other as, like, competitors or, like, mm-hmm. the people that they have to, like, hold themselves up to and it becomes this, they, like, pedestal each other. Um, and so I guess that exercise about like writing about your biggest failure, like, oh, I made an A minus in calculus, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I guess that really brings people to a point of like vulnerability. Oh, yeah. That same activity after that talk that we did for Welcome Week, we had them yeah. do, I think, well, it was one of the coolest things I've done here. We had them break into this like smaller groups because they always say, I don't know any other biochem majors. I was like, you're literally all in the same room right now. Yeah. And then we started easy. We were like, you know, name where you're from, what you like to do. And then we built up to the end when they talked about what are you anxious about for this year? What are you worried about? or what's something you want to achieve if they weren't comfortable there yet and then they wrote it all down on a sticky note and then we put them up like with a verse that said cast all your cares on him because he cares for you like on the chem Mm. department and reading through them they all had the same worry it was like I'm scared I won't make good good enough grades to keep my scholarship I'm scared I won't make friends and I hope like like through talking through all of that they were able to connect because I mean 80% of them were all the same answer and if they had only just talked about that to each other it would have been so much easier yeah wow I guess on that note, like, what has been... Oh, man, this will be fun. What has been y'all's biggest fail this week or this oh, month? I have one. Most recent fail. Go, go. I cooked, and then I was dicing a jalapeno, and I was an idiot and forgot to wear gloves. And then I... You wear gloves when you cut? Jalapenos? Like, peppers? Because oh. then my nose itched, and then I itched oh. my nose, and then a forest fire started up for, like, half an hour. You got, like, the... Seventh level of Dante's inferno. <laughs> yeah, inferno up there. And then my, my <laughs> thumbs were like burning until 10 p.m. So that was my oh, no. biggest fail from yesterday. Uh-uh. Well, at least you won't ever do it again. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you know my brain does a really good job of like blacking out my failures. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Defense mechanism or us. Um, so in my defense, I was like super on my back sick, um, and. And I had this like seminar all Friday and Saturday for a class in psychology. And it was great. We were learning how to do like first responder crisis response 
um, actions for medical, like mental health and medical aid. And it was awesome. But like my head was a freaking balloon. And the thing is like two days prior to that, uh, I had started a paper and it was very much about, you know, it was about this thing I call the theory of color. And it was kind of what I guess you could say was like my way of self healing and producing a newer method of like having healthy emotions mm. after living with this kind of like Spock mentality for so long. Mm. Um, and this was happening in the last year of high school. So the paper is very emotional and it's very uh, encompassing of like my narrative and where I was at the time and my growth and how that projected me into the next couple of years, especially at university. And, um, so it's this, like, it's a legit paper and I'm in, but it's very emotional. So it's hard to get that very emotional experience, which was also very interesting, visceral, viscerally, and, um, and putting that on in words. And I met with my professor. It was an awesome meeting. And I just knew though, it was going to be really hard next couple days. And luckily I didn't have the flu, but man, I was not doing good. And so Monday turns around. And, like, I've done the best, darndest thing I can with this paper, but it's still, like, nowhere near where it needed to be. And I ended up, like, typing out the last paragraph, like, maybe 10 minutes before the class that it was due in. And do you know who you're talking to? (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I felt so bad because I still got an A on it, thank the Lord. But it was nowhere near where it could have been. And I felt so frustrated because I was like, I have such a good story to tell mm-hmm. and I can do it so well, but I feel like crap. And I just, I just felt, it fell so short and I got mm-hmm. my grade back today. So it's really fresh. And then there were like comments and they're wow. like, this could have been done better. And I was like, that was my vision. But I just, I was bad and, and didn't leave the time for it that I needed to. So, yeah. I told, yeah. yes, I've done the same, <laughs> but with like, but worse. I think I took a English 2301 some research writing thinking class uh, yes and yeah. our term project was this huge paper and i had the biggest aspirations of exploring the asian american identity in media which is like 60 theses in itself yes and then i left the entire paper three quarters of the entire paper until the night before you're joking and i didn't finish and oh, i turned no. it in i mean like got a c on the paper this like are you serious yeah this was me, freshman year. I was a wreck. Did you know this? No, you didn't. <laughs> Are you serious, too? I got a C on the paper. She, like, barely passed me. She was like, she she wrote in the comments, a conclusion would have been nice. No. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I, I shouldn't have gotten a C. And then, like, got a B for no good reason in that English class. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so I, I get you. Well, you don't understand. <laughs> Tiffany is, like, so seemingly, like, so yeah. on top of I've things. gotten really good at that, at seeming like it, yeah. but due date, due date, you know? Yeah. 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 I will tell you, I will, like, be real front. Um, when I first met you, I was like, dang. And I was like, I almost don't want her to get to know me because then she realized, like, how totally thrown together I am. And because I was as like, if, <laughs> as, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is like, it's true. Um, no, yeah. See that like people, yeah. people keep telling me this. I'm like, wow, I'm really bad at being honest about how things yeah. are going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like oh. I never tell people the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, gosh. Okay. Or like the whole truth. Don't that one. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say one thing to that. Um, <clears throat> and it was the other, and it was interesting. And I began to feel, I, I felt a little ashamed after it. Uh, and this is another, I, I say quick story, but apparently... No, I love this quick story. Please, story. Yes. Okay, so this was in the midst of me being on my back sick, not feeling great. And, uh, and a little bit after that meeting with my professor about my paper, um, I went to the doctor uh, as encouraged by my wonderful roommate, Callie, who's also been a great provider of Enneagram knowledge to me since she's been a scholar of it for the last two years. Um, scholar as in like she's listened to every podcast and read several <laughs> books about it. And wow. she's been huge in this journey for me as well, you know, but I go to the doctor's office and I'm sitting there and they're like, well, you, you know, you have, you might have the flu. So here's a mask. And so I put on the mask and I'm sitting there as the doctor, you know, is like checking my lymph nodes and like, he's talking to me and stuff and going through like the review and the tests and everything. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow, you know, it's so comfortable this mask like literally i'm like he doesn't know what my face is saying and he's a guy so statistically he's not looking at my eyes as much um as if as if it was a female doctor and um because that's a fun little statistical 
statistical note is yeah. that women look at the eyes much more than men do, mm -hmm. which means that women are much more easily able to understand and discern exchanges in emotions. Ha <laughs> ha! And if you're a three, you are always reading your crowd. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. And always ready to jump into another face or mask. And so chameleon I, yourself. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there with this mask. I'm like, wow, this is so relaxing. Like, I'm. You know, and he's talking to me about some kind of rough stuff, and I'm just, you know, related to like, well, like you, you know, you you have a you have a past of working with depression. Like, are you being treated for that? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's all being figured out. And I'm sitting there like, I could be totally straight up lying right now. He wouldn't know because my face is covered by this mask. And I was just saying, wow. And then I began to feel like, oh, maybe I should revisit this whole like shame thing again mm -hmm. uh, because I'm sitting there like, wouldn't this be so comfortable just to wear in public? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is not how, that's it's not, not how I should be. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, dang. And I was like, oh. And as someone who prides themselves on like being able to observe someone and say that person is faking. Mm -hmm. And it's because I've had such a long history of being able to do it for so mm -hmm. well, for so long. And if someone is ever like switching, I think the most, the thing I was so oddly proud of myself for was being able to watch someone and see them as they changed from one mask to another. Hmm. And that little bit of like really raw emotion and self kind of flickering through, um, which some people call micro expressions. So it's like mm -hmm. the actual mm -hmm. emotion mm -hmm. that you are feeling. Um, and there's some really interesting like depictions of that. Like for example, although the whole show isn't, you know, exactly realistic, Liar Liar is a really mm -hmm. good TV show and it does talk about micro expressions. Uh, I think they get like, you know, like 12 seasons or nothing. <laughs> they get like three seasons and they base them all up this like really Hollywood version of micro expressions but they are really a thing um, and micro expressions are like whenever you for maybe even like 0.4 of a second you reveal mm -hmm. how, your actual emotions and um, well I don't I can't say this is like this isn't like scientifically supported that I can actually do this but like I have found that like I can watch someone and I can see whenever they're shifting from mm -hmm. one face to the next and, uh, and I've, I don't know, I think for a long time I didn't want to accept the fact that, like, I was also really good at wearing masks. Because mm -hmm. I always wanted to say, like, oh, that was something of the past. Like, I don't do that anymore. But I, the more I am here, the more senior year, being very nostalgic, looking back at four years of university, realizing, like, yeah, if anything, I'm better at it now. But I'm also better at being honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kenneth is one of the best people at, like, looking you in the face when you're talking. Yes. Which... Is extremely comforting on one hand when you're being honest, and when you're not, is the most terrifying thing ever. <laughs> so I'm a good try that <laughs> next time you talk to someone. Although sometimes, if looking at the eyes is too much, I look at the nose. I That's usually I, I make little circles. Oh. I go eyes and I go nose. I go eyes, nose, ears. Because mm. if you look someone too much in the eyes, like too much of a good thing Dead. is a bad thing, you know. Oh, yeah. I just look straight in the eyes. Wanna, I'll do the circle thing. I want to fall into your eyes, Amanda. <gasps> Thanks, Kenneth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so lovely. Oh, they are very lovely eyes. Oh, thank mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. So I think we have time for maybe one more question. We do have a listener submitted question oh. for you. Oh, wonderful. Um, and we also have one that I thought we could address. Okay, so I'll let Who? you choose. Who submitted? This is from Kiara. Oh, wonderful. She says, in all caps, I love Kenan. She's awesome. <laughs> um, oh, you answered this, actually. She said, ask her how her friend group has evolved for the past four years at Baylor. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. So we yeah. talked about that. I said the last one we could think about for, like, high schoolers coming to college. I hear a lot of them there that are yeah. worried about, you know, am I still going to stay friends with these people from high school? What happens? How do I deal with this? Like, what if mm -hmm. I don't feel as close with them anymore? How do you approach this whole thing? Yeah. So, actually, this is really a timely question. Um, so I kind of have the odd example that my senior year i it was like the quickest um I, i'm gonna say it in terms it's gonna sound like kind of like i'm swinging for the other team but it's not at all it's just how you talk when you're talking about your closest girlfriends um but like she and i had like the quickest like like period of getting to know each other like i think i've ever made like within a week she was like a best friend partially because we just spent so many long hours in the car talking and so I was like, yeah, I wooed you. And you know, you're, you're mine forever <laughs> oh. now. Um, oh. and, and so she, it, it started off with like this weird little question of me suck, like 
just swallowing the fact that I like, man, I had this really huge question about volleyball and I needed to ask Hannah, who was by far the best player on the team. Uh, and she was going to university to play volleyball and stuff. And I was like, oh, like I have a question. And my coach, I know, bless her. Like she just doesn't quite think of it the way that I need it to be answered. But Hannah does. But she's super intimidating. And I went and just, I went out and flat asked her. And then literally everything went off from there. And so she and I have still been best friends mm. uh, for the last four years. But it's been really different because it's not exactly what it would look like. First off, we learned that a, we're really bad at long distance. Um, and in that, like, we would go maybe months and months without talking with one another. And then, but we would pick it up and we would be persistent. We would get to um, kind of be advocates for each other as huge life-changing events would occur and learning how to be, you know, your prayer warrior from afar and learning how to understand and accept your friend as they changed, you know. So That's she and amazing. I have changed so much over the last four years. Um, and learning how to be really gracious, but also very committed. And so mm -hmm. she and I have been looking back and trying to describe our friendship. And she said, man, I guess just like choosing and deciding and saying, hey, I'm here for the long haul. Um, and even, and not being ashamed to say, hey, I haven't talked to you in three months. What's up? You know, mm -hmm. how you doing? And just wow. not being afraid to pick up the phone, um, even if it has been a long time. And every little voice in you may be saying like, oh, this is super awkward and I feel super bad because I failed. Like I didn't talk to them. I would say just swallow that, you know, put that aside, pick up the phone and call them. You never know. Mm -hmm. Maybe they came to your mind at that very moment for a very specific reason. Maybe they need a call. Um, so I'd say for people going from high school to college, the reality is you're probably going to lose, you know, some of that connection, but that's okay. That's part of the like evolution of you getting older. And that's part of you just transitioning to new parts of your life. You're going to find people that you are really 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 pertinent to your story at that time and and if that doesn't continue on to the next phase of your life that's okay you know kind of think I always think of it, it this is super like romanticizing the idea but I think of it as like Lord of the Rings you know like yes yes, yes. <laughs> I just finished watching Lord of the oh, Rings like a few you. days ago I made it guys I did it give me give me the reference give me the reference okay so I, I just think about it, like I think about Gandalf and Bilbo, you know, and, and so especially in The Hobbit, um, like Gandalf and Bilbo. My uh, heart just swelled three sizes. Uh, oh my gosh, that's why I'm here. <laughs> and like they meet and you begin to really fall in love with how much Bilbo connects with the dwarves. Dwarves. Mm. Dwarves. The dwarves. <laughs> the dwarves. And you really begin to fall in love with how like Gandalf connects with them too. And, um, and I just, I really begin to empathize with Gandalf, um, because he's gone this very long life, uh, getting to meet all kinds of different kinds of characters who are very pivotal to the universe of Tolkien's creation. And, um, and he connects with them in each of their own places at each of their own times. And he's very important to each of their stories of them coming to learn how to be themselves and grow into themselves. Like he calls out to Aragorn saying like, you are a king and Aragorn is resisting it, you know? He calls out to Bilbo saying, like, you are an adventurer and you need to, you need to go out there and you need to find that kind of adventure because your story is important. And then his story is important because that's what encourages Frodo to continue on and take his role as the ring bearer later on in the, um, in the first book of the actual series. And so I guess it's just understanding, like, you know, you can, you can see yourself as Gandalf, you know, like <laughs> jumping from one friend group to the next, yeah. but just know that, like, you're gonna have a very specific purpose to be in a friend group at a very specific time, mm -hmm. but never let the shame of like setting aside one friendship overwhelm your ability to take in the beauty of finding a whole nother group in a new place in a new time. Yes. So if that's any kind of consolation to high schoolers, I hope that they, A, for one, uh, go read Lord of the Rings, yes. all of them, several times, and yes. watch the movies, extended versions, mm -hmm. and B, Know that it's okay, and growing, growing is an interesting process, and sometimes growing means letting go. So, yeah. I have such a girl crush on you. I know. <laughs> We're both rendered speechless. Oh my days. That was beautiful. <laughs> uh, and and you still say you're not good with words. Like that was that was a speech that deserves to be immortalized on oh a wall. My oh my days. I am flattered into the floor. Like right someone now. needs to make one of those Facebook videos that has the text going along the bottom. Yes. <laughs> that oh goes God. viral and gets shared around. 
That was that was so good. My days. Thank you. Um, Kenan, do you have anything that we missed or that you wanted to talk about? Do you have anywhere that you want to plug, like mm. Instagram or blogs or whatever? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have an Instagram. Um, K loves you or K loves ya. So K and then L O V S. Yeah, we will include it. Yes, I straight up until like a few weeks ago thought that your Instagram name was Klovsia. (laughs) 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 And then I was like, hmm, I wonder why she picked (laughs) Klovsia. I was like, this is so. I was like, is Kenneth Russian? And then I was like, I looked at it. I straight up looked at it for like 10 minutes and I was like, oh. K loves yeah, not gloves yeah. <laughs> Just me adding to the the female mystique appeal. Yeah. <laughs> yes, K at K it's loves Amazonian yeah. and Russian. Yes, very, very much the same. Yeah. Uh, sweet. So that's all we have for you guys. Thank you so much, Kenan, for coming on. You guys are two wonderful women. I'm so 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 good. Blessed by your presence, even being in this small, tiny little room with you both, breathing the same oxygen. Uh, my lungs are complete. Oh my gosh. I want to weep. <laughs> we're just so constantly blown away. Every time we're like, how are we going to top this next week? And then, and then, and then you top it. Yeah. Oh uh, my goodness. Yes. So thank you. Yeah. So I, I guess now it's time for the sign off. Yes. Or Amanda, do you want to plug our social media? Oh, yes. Our own social media <laughs> that I know how to pronounce. Oh yeah. Um, you can find us on Instagram at before we go pod before we go pod um and then our email is before we go podcast at gmail.com before we go podcast yes and upcoming we have our friend selmy who will be talking about it's a surprise yeah most likely how we've evolved over college okay so before we go as all good asian aunties say drink drink more water. water